welcome to the first audio episode of Rise with Education. I'm pretty excited. I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty sure that you're also excited. We've been waiting for this for a long time. And not only is it exciting because it's our first audio episode, but it's also exciting because of the guest that we have with us today. Now, audio. Give you a brief introduction of what we're going to be talking about today. It's nothing but machine learning. jobs and webinars okay now this might become a long session so what we're planning to do is we're going to divide the sessions into three different videos so you guys can go and check that out and now without any further ado hi everyone my name is Arfa Pare and let's get to our host sorry let's get to our guest who's none other than Rohan Sound hi Rohan are you online yep i am hi hi Rohan how are you i'm fine i'm just really I'm just you know staying indoors and learning how to cut my hair. I'm getting good at it. Okay. Ha. Huh. Yeah, Rohan was actually telling me quite recently that I think he'll become a master in the military cut, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so he it'll be his signature style, you know. So anyone wants any military cut just go to Rohan Sound. He's the guy for you. <laughs> Rohan, now before anything else, why don't you introduce yourself to our uh, listeners? Hey guys, I'm Rohan. I currently work as a software engineer at SmartCow, which is an AI engineering company, and I primarily work with Python. I also design some of the infrastructure, and um, you know, just a lot of software development stuff. And SmartCow is an AI company, so um, uh, yeah, that that is what we are doing, and pretty fun stuff. All right. Okay. So you guys, Abhi, now you guys have like a brief introduction about him. But Rohan, could you maybe tell us that you know we've said that we're going to be interviewing mm. you about machine learning, jobs, and webinar. So according yep. to you, why do you think at student level you're the right person to approach for these three things? Hmm. Um, when I got started, I made a ton of mistakes and I wasted a lot of time. So. Uh, so. when starting out in a field as vast as ai or software in general i think it is easier to learn from someone who has spent a lot of time beating around the bushes to uh, you know finally have a basic rudimentary understanding of how the entire field works and how the ai thing works it's helpful if you have someone like that and i have been around the block a couple of times so i started um, software development when i was um, Uh, I think I was fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. I worked for a. Uh, it was not a real company. I, I I worked for a friend of mine for about eight months. We built something. It did not work. Then I worked for another company for about eight months, nine months. It did not work. Then I freelanced around a little bit, and um, after that, I was finally able to get to where I am. And um, and that was because I was. Uh, extraordinarily lucky i mean I, i did a couple of right things but uh, you know the circumstances um uh chance i don't know i'm i'm looking i'm struggling for the word here but you get the idea so yeah i guess um learn from my mistakes and my journey maybe yeah ah oh, that that is actually does that answer huh. does yeah, that yeah. answer it yeah yeah i mean it, it does to an extent yeah actually um and what you've said is actually right that you know you learn more from your personal mistakes and experiences so yeah all right so now guys are you guys ready for 
ML, the first segment of our audio sode. Are you ready, Rohan? Yep, I am. Okay, so beginning with the first question, all right? And it's none other than what in the world is machine learning? What is ML? Okay, so machine learning is basically teaching computers how to do stuff. That is all there is to it. So um, first, the first step of machine learning is you give the computer some data. And so we are trying to, uh, if we were trying to teach a computer how to recognize a dog, then we would feed the computer images of dogs. And then the computer, that is our algorithm or our machine learning model will understand how the fluffy ears look, how the noses and how, um, how, how they look. And then after it learns from uh, seeing a bunch of dog images, it will be able to classify dogs. That is, it will be able to look at a bunch of images and understand which of those are dogs. So that is um, machine learning AI in a nutshell, a high level uh, overview of what they, those are. Okay, all right. Yeah, that explains a lot about machine learning. But now, Rohan, you know, a lot of people out there are kind of confused between what is the difference between AI and machine learning. Some people think it goes hand in hand. But if I'm not wrong, they're two different things. Uh, yeah, they kind of are and they are not. So machine learning is a, um, a, a sector and deep learning is a uh, an AI. Okay, so AI is the bigger pie. And machine learning is part of that pie. It is a slice of that pie. And then you might have also heard about deep learning, heard about deep learning. And that is even yes. a even smaller portion of that pie. So uh, what artificial intelligence is, what we just talked about, teaching computers uh, to do uh, human stuff, that is artificial intelligence. Then machine learning is a subset of artificial intelligence. Um, and, and, and in practice, uh, when you are working with these technologies, uh, there is rarely a moment when you distinguish between them. I mean, uh, you don't really need to you know, define these ever, uh, except in interviews. Uh, in, when you are working practically with those, um, you just go with the flow. No one asks you the definitions of things. You can just um, get right to it. Okay. All right. Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense. You know what you're saying and, um, you know, coming to the next question, like, why do you think that, um, AI and ML that you said go hand in hand, hmm. why hmm. are they making such a big wave in the industry? Why, why are these things? So why are they creating such a big hype? Uh, so I think you answered your own question. Why are they so important? Because we are creating such a big hype. That is why those are important. It is the same thing which happened with uh, uh, blockchain, with Java, with web development, with HTML, and uh, with C++ in the 70s. It's the same thing all over again. But uh, I, yeah, so, so to explain the uh, importance of uh, deep learning and machine learning, it, it all started in the... I, I think in the 2000s, the early 2000s to mid 2010s, when um, we started creating this massive amount of information. So you had your Facebook, you had your Twitter, you had your Google, and all of these services were, were collecting massive amounts of information from you. And then we needed something to make sense of that information and to get insights from that data. So um, uh, every time we travel somewhere our phone uh, records the 
hypothetically every time we travel somewhere our phone records how long it took for us to reach that destination so a google maps might uh, i'm not saying that this is how it works but it could work like this so google maps uh, might have a thousand rows set uh, data set of information about the travel times between a point a and point b then uh, it might also have uh, satellite images or it might also have traffic data and it can um, draw some correlations between these all of these factors that is the travel time then the weather the traffic and then it it is able to generate insights that is it is able to tell you how long it will take for you to reach that point from a to b and um, coming back to the previous burst of data and how it started and this is where they go hand in hand so you had this massive um, a massive revolution of data the data revolution and you were creating terabytes of data per person per day right and we needed something to make sense of it and something to build things which will be useful out of that data and that is where deep learning machine learning and artificial intelligence came from so um, yeah so we have the data revolution and then the deep learning to make sense of that data and to build products using that okay and and in a way you could say that life has become a bit simplified by you know uh, the tools that are created by utilizing machine learning deep learning yeah to 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 some extent yes and to uh, others no it it has become way more complicated or well, you mind telling us how like we'd really oh, okay. like to know yeah oh oh okay so everything you do online right now including this call uh someone knows about it uh zoom knows about it google knows about it because you sent me a email on gmail and uh whatsapp probably knows about it but then it is end to end encrypted so i, I we wouldn't know so I, i'm just saying ki they are collecting they that is the big corporations are collecting massive amounts of data on us and it is being it is used in ways we don't know or we ways we can't comprehend or even they can't comprehend so in a way everything you do online uh, in your chrome window for example uh, hypothetically uh, is recorded right from your youtube history to your google searches to your twitter feed someone is collecting all of this information so uh, things which were previously in uh, bubbles are now interlocked with each other and that is where the um, complications or that is where the complexity complexity arises so in a way things are way easier and we are technologically we are at a much better place than we ever were in history and it is a remarkable time to be alive but at the same time it is pretty complicated and scary as well Yeah. Well, I guess move on to the next question, and that is none other than. But how would you rate these skills, machine learning, AI? As in, how necessary do you think that it is for one to have these skills? Do you think that without these skills, no one can be a good engineer or survive in today's world? What are your views? No, no, that is not the case. Uh, these technologies are are hyped, and that is why they are popular. i mean it is it is a good to have and you will get good salaries with this but if you don't have this it is not a deal breaker you can still be a great software developer with just python with just node or with anything you are doing as long as you are good at what you are doing 
and you love it and you are better than 90% or 80% of people at it because you love it i think uh, you can be a good engineer without these as well but but yeah it is pretty you know it is pretty it is the shiny new thing in the in town right so it, yeah it is pretty great and important yep. so moving on to the next question we have is that what do you think is the right time and i'm not only talking about age but also the right experience basically the right time to start learning about ml and getting a career in ml so what do you so think so the right time so the right time for starting with ml would be once you have some basic programming experience and a rudimentary understanding of uh, mathematics if you are if you are okay with it then you can start any time you want you don't have to wait till you are done with your degree or you don't have to wait till uh, you are out of your school you can start it whenever you have your basics down that is the basics of program programming okay so this is for both learning and also starting a career in ml uh, yes yes absolutely so once you start learning uh, ml then um, you can build projects with it you can build small apps with it which you can show to your recruiters and once you do that so getting a career in it would mean uh, doing an internship right so once you have some projects once you have say three or four projects you are st- already standing out fr- from the competition right so at that point you can get an internship it can be a remote internship many people are offering those and that is when you start a career so so once you have the basics of programming down you spend the next i would say 6 to 6 months to 12 months about a year learning about ml and then you build projects when you are working with ml and those projects get you into jobs that is uh, the simplified version of the entire pipeline to getting a job in ai and the road map to become a yeah. becoming a machine learning developer yes okay yes exactly so then um rohan you probably know about this what are the prerequisites to you know learning ml or i don't know starting ml what are the prerequisite hmm. skills so to get started with ml uh, as i said you need some basic understanding of mathematics and most importantly you need uh, some basics uh program programming knowledge and that is uh, with python so uh, most of the things we do in ml is with python we uh, we were also trying to use r for a little while before but uh, now we are just sticking to python for the most part yeah so uh, prerequisites prerequisites of machine learning would be python and basic understanding of maths and you are good to go okay all right Uh, so now Rohan uh, we'd like to come to you now i want to ask you about your journey with ml like when was the first time you heard or you know came to know about ml so the first time i heard about ml was when i was preparing for my prelims back in 10th grade i was up and i was pretend, pretending to study and i was browsing youtube and they had this 3 minute video about artificial intelligence ml and deep learning um and it talked about how it explained the dog and cat example the dog example which we just talked about right so it explained uh, how machine learning works um so you take a bunch of you take bunch of dog images you show them to a computer the computer learns what a dog looks like from these images and then it is able to recognize dogs and that was mind blowing to me i mean i had goosebumps in my stomach when i uh, first heard about ai and that was when my journey started after after that i 
I, I completed the Stanford uh, University course on Coursera by Andrew Ning. I completed that course and that was very difficult for me. It was very uh, mathematically heavy and that is something which I'm not really good at. I'm, I'm okay with it, but I'm not good at it. And I completed that course and it was, I think at that time it was an 11 week course. So that was my uh, first course in AI. I completed that. After that, I, uh, after that, uh, I was just, I just went all over the place. I did a few Udemy courses and uh, yeah, I did a couple of things wrong. So when I was doing the Udemy courses, I just focused on, you know, getting that certificate and completing those courses. And I completed about I completed about two or three of those Udemy courses in about a month, but I was not able to you know grasp the knowledge grasp the knowledge completely. So uh, I let uh, AI and ML be by itself for a while, and I picked it up again after about three months. And I watched a YouTube video by uh, uh, hmm. so there was this guy, and he was trying to make a bot. He was trying to make an AI to drive cars in GTA San Andreas or GTA 5 that is Grand Theft Auto 5 that is a game so it is a pretty popular game so he was trying to make a bot to drive cars in GTA 5 and I used to watch that when I was uh, in 10th grade and I just wanted to build something like it so I started um, and that was my first real AI ML Python project and I built a bot which could drive cars around in in the game I used GTA San Andreas for it and I think it is still up on my GitHub and I, I built that, I built that bot and my, my journey just started from there. And from there I, I, I went on to build several projects. I completed a few more courses. I, I completed the um, Coursera deep learning specialization and that was very useful. I did that and I just kept on building things. And at some point I caught eye of my current boss he saw my projects on github and he reached out to me and i got my lucky break so that was how it started i must say that is that is actually it is very insightful um i don't, I don't know if that's the right word to use but yeah <laughs> it, it is i mean it gives like that this was how the journey went and that i don't know i really found it very very um inspiring you could say well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, congratulations to you. I mean, that's that's really good achievement. Now, Rohan, what do you think? I mean, the next question is actually um, asked Rohan ki uh, what motivated him in the first place. But I think you answer quite answers that already. So I just want to ask yeah, you, ki, yeah. uh, right now, you know, all this hmm. while, I mean, these courses you went hmm. through and all, but till hmm. now, to this day, hmm. what keeps you motivated? You know, to just do ML and AI. So I'm not motivated to do ML and AI. I am motivated to build software. And I think uh, I like uh, the things which I'm trying to build need AI for them to work. And that is just simply my love for creation, creating things. I, 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 I like to build stuff, right? So that is what keeps me going. It is not really career spe uh, field specific or sec sector specific. It is just, I like to build things and I use AI and that goes hand in hand. Yeah, that, that actually makes sense. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of people out there will find that very relatable. Um, and, and thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, but moving on to the next question, Rohan, 
is that do you have um, any particular resources that you would like to recommend to our viewers that can refer to first for learning ml second for practicing ml and third for like utilizing tools in the ml job um, okay so for learning ml the best place to start would be hands down coursera um, start with their machine learning stanford university andrew ning uh, course after you complete that start with their deep learning specialization specialization and after you are done with it you have the basics down and then focus on what you want to build uh, I, i'll try to stick to the question so the question is what resources or sites you should use so after you are done with the these three courses or two courses on coursera you can move to youtube and you can start searching for youtubers whom you admire and these would be people who built things with ai so one of these uh, would be the guy who built a gta 5 car and that was the one for me and then for a long time it was siraj raval he he's a youtuber as well and the gta 5 guy is named sent dex i just remembered so youtube was a great resource for me to learn new things and everything is you know there for free so you can just pick anything you want and the next would be uh, udemy um, and the reason for that is the courses are really well structured and it is pretty cheap it is not super expensive like coursera so you can uh, get started with it uh, and and another important point i would like to add here is when i started with my uh, coursera courses i always applied for financial aid and i applied for financial aid for my first course then for my deep learning specialization and for all of those four courses so i was essentially able to get all of my education for free it is just sheer will power uh, or if you want to do it you can do it and i wanted to do it so it's pretty simple and i would suggest you don't spend too much money on education because most of these things most of the things are free you should not need to pay for education uh, i mean you should so people are currently selling courses and they are trying to get you into webinars for thousands of dollars uh, thousands of rupees rupees and there there are tons of free resources available uh, just stick to those don't spend a ton on courses uh, yeah so those that was the websites and the apps part and uh, for practicing ml so i think with ml uh, you you will mostly work with python so that is like one tool then after after you um, you know graduate to bigger projects you might start using the jupyter notebooks so this is kind of like an ide it is not an ide it is something similar to that for writing ml code and that is what ml and ai and deep learning code throughout this session i would be using those terms interchangeably and for the most part it is fine uh, because we are trying to learn things and we are not trying to get up, get stuck up on the definitions so excuse that so for practicing that you can use you know uh, python and by jupyter notebooks you, uh, and depending on what you are trying to build you might have a different tool toolkit or a different tool tool set and for utilizing tools in their ml job i think the answer is uh, pretty much same it it all depends on what you want to build so if arfa if you have a question or if you uh, have a project in mind of what you would like to build i could maybe give you a pipeline of how you might go through learning about it or how might how you might build stuff yeah i can answer that more effectively if you have an example in mind of what you want to build so do you have an example 
Um, I currently don't really have an example, but do, do you maybe any previous projects you've worked on? Could you maybe tell us okay. about that experience? Sure, sure. So, uh, so I'll talk about the you know the uh, project where I made a uh, AI to drive cars in GTA San Andreas, the game. So the first, so I started with YouTube. I came across the video by Syntex, and I learned from that video how what I wanted to do. Then I moved to learning the Python libraries, which I needed to um, learn to build that. So the first one was a library to capture the screen. So I needed to see where the car was going, right? So I'm trying to build an AI to drive cars. So I needed to see I needed to see where the car was going on the screen. So I I, I built uh, I, I looked up which library I needed to use for that. Then I. Um, figured out I needed to use uh, TensorFlow to train the model. So once you collect all of the data, that is once you drive the car around and tell and show it how to drive, then the car is supposed to learn. That is the way AI works, right? So um, I, I, I used TensorFlow to train the model and then I uh, trained the model on my GPU using TensorFlow or Keras, some, something, along, something along those lines. Uh- uh, the thing is, Rohan, in when you were talking about the, when you were answering the question, hmm. you talked about uh, financial aid that you could hmm. you maybe like give a more brief oh, like yeah, how did you do course. it? Okay, so when once you go to any courses on once you go to a course on Coursera which you want to apply to, there is this small text below it: "Apply for financial aid." You click it, and then they prompt you to send them a financial aid application. You tell them why you need financial aid. Um, you just say you want to learn about AI and you uh, are a student. And so you don't have the funds to support that right now. But once you do, you would like to donate to communities which um, help people with AI or maybe even donate to the charities which Coursera supports. So you add that line that always worked for me. And then you wait 15 days once you submit your financial aid application. And then they grant you a financial aid. It is pretty simple. So you just click a button, type something, and they give you a financial aid. And that is how um, I got most of my education. I'm really, and I'm really uh, thankful for thankful to Coursera for you know having that option. It was super helpful. So uh, to sum it up, uh, the courses which I did, and if I were to pay them in you know real currency, that might have amounted to about uh, thirty to fifty thousand in courses. But with financial aid, I was essentially able to do it all for free, uh, completely free. So, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, and huh, and, yes. and uh, to add on top of it, currently Coursera is uh, allowing students from various uh, corona afflicted, affected colleges to, you know, do a bunch of courses. And those are super useful. So, uh, yeah, so that is like a tip of the day thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for telling us about that. I think a lot of uh, people who are listening to this and who take up these courses will find that very helpful. Yeah. Especially given the circumstance that we're in. Um, but apart from that, Rohan, are there like any competitions or hackathons or any other platform of ML that you know of? Um, okay. So for hackathons, currently there are, uh, there's, there's one every month. Uh, so you can just look, AI hackathons, you can just look it up and you can participate in any one of them. 
And when you are in a hackathon, I, I participated in a few and they were mostly through devfolio, D-E-V-F-O-L-I-O uh, dot C-O or something. So they were mostly through there, but there are several other sites as well. And you can um, just find those easily from a Google search or through Twitter. That is a great place to find competitions as well. Okay, so so like, could you maybe tell us more about your experience? How was it? Oh, okay. So I participated in the Twilio hackathon um, that was in the month of uh, June, I guess. And for that, I built a video streaming video streaming service with uh, speech recognition, uh, kind of an AI ish project. And I so the the the, uh, the pipeline was you first sign up to their um, login you sign up on their sign up page then they add you in a essentially a whatsapp group it is a different application but the same thing so they add you in this group and they tell you ki, you have to submit your project on this date you have to get your uh, outline submitted on this date and you have to show the demo on this date and you just uh, start submitting the demos or the outlines and the text through their web ui um, or web application and that is how you work on the project logistically. And uh, for as for actually working on the projects in a hackathon, you can you know have your own team, and you can decide what you want to build. So for me, it was the video streaming application. So I went on. Uh, I started my research. I I looked up what API that is, uh, what service I wanted to use by Twilio, and I design the architecture and I started working on the code. There is not really much to it, Arfa, actually. So the way code and AI and all of this software development works is you decide what you want to build. And I, I'm sorry if that is too generalized, but you decide what you want to build. Then you search for examples of people who have already built those things. You uh, understand what they have used. So if you were trying to build the next, um, uh, uh, let's say the next uh, Ola Ola app service. So for that, you will look up what Ola is using and then you will come across system diagrams of how Ola is structured. So they might have a mobile app that is built using Android. Then they have a backend which is built using Node.js. Then you uh, start learning Android if you want a mobile app. If you want a backend, you start learning Node and then you understand they are using the Google Maps API to find directions. And then you look up the documentation for Google Maps API. And then you're able to understand how the Google Maps API works. Then you move to the next thing and then you move to the next thing and just keep learning things uh, at a rapid pace and building uh, products while, while you are doing that. So it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but complicated at the same time. Or uh, maybe I'm not able to explain it clearly, but that is how the entire process is, has been for me. All right. Yeah, I think I think it's understandable, you know, especially the part where you said that, you know, uh, it's better to find out how the system entirely works, because I think it gives you, yeah, it gives you a brief idea. And it also enables you to enhance the features in a, in some certain ways. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right. So, Rohan, uh, do you know about any, I don't know, webinars, seminars, both online and physical that are maybe going to be held or are held annually related to ML? Uh, hmm. That is a pretty complicated question. So most of, uh, off the top of my head, I'm not, sh uh, uh, I'm not, I, 
there's none which come to mind but uh, if you go to uh, meetup.com uh, meetups.com i think it is meetups.com and you can find a list of the developer meetups which might be happening in your area online or offline and you can search for webinars and seminars there and um you can also uh, search for these seminars workshops and hackathons on google i know that is a generalized answer but that is the way things are i'm sorry about that so uh, and also devfolio so devfolio is the good one to search for hackathons and webinars and uh, okay so so see, so see uh, the problem with webinars is they try to scram too much in a small amount of time so i would suggest you just stick to the online courses did you have a a, a pretty firm base of what ml and ai is it is not super difficult anyone can get their hands on it it is just static facts you learn those facts and then you learn ai that is basically it it is not, nothing very difficult so you create a, a base of these facts and once you have those down then you can uh, search for these webinars seminars and workshops uh, but uh, personally me i have not uh, engaged in too, too many of those but yeah all right okay uh well rohan thank you so much for joining us for this session uh that was the last question of ml that we had uh if you guys listening out there have your questions of your own then definitely do send them to us maybe uh, try commenting on youtube we'll definitely get back to you and uh yeah related to ml if you want to see rohan uh, more often on the show and want and want him to talk more about ml then definitely do tell us so don't worry this is not the last segment that we have with rohan right now but this is the uh, the the I amazing mean, this is the end to our ml segment so stay tuned for the next one which will be related to jobs so rohan thank you so much for joining us for this one and it was really fun talking to you yep you too this was fun all right so then i'll see you in the next segment <laughs> yep